Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I NTR my co-host. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I've just said, but Sean Sean seemed shocked at it in the last episode, so oh, I thought I'd give it a go round. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Okay, uh, hmm. All right, I wasn't going to do this, uh, but here we go. <laughs> here we go, Rem. Uh, well, wait, what if instead of NTRing you, what if instead I NTRR'd you? Ah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Depending on those involved, that is actually very common. I, I, I don't understand the words coming out of my mouth. I will, I will likely be ashamed. Yep, there you go. There's the TV Tropes page on it. Oh, okay. Just, it's cucking. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to cuck you. <laughs> Which <laughs> it is the most degenerate of God, genres. If, uh, if this is if you've decided on like just the most wholesome, lighthearted, it's like oh we're doing another Ghibli this week. Like I've already fucked it. I have. I mean, the it. most perfect thing would be if we were doing another Pokemon episode. Uh, <laughs> well, for good old B- BDSM Charizard. That that would have been the most fitting. Uh, but no, actually, we are not doing that this time around. Um, <laughs> instead, well, what are we doing? What what episode did I start off real fucking strong? <laughs> so strong that uh, like you're just giving people reasons to do weird fan art. You know that, right? Like, we don't always get fan art, but when we do, like... I'd, I'd like to think that it's not my fault, it's your fault for not teaching me sooner. I feel like cutting you off at the end of last episode saying that, mm, shouldn't tell you what that is, was the good option. Little did I know that a week later you would come back at me <laughs> by telling me, Hey, buddy, you know that thing you said last week? Guess what? Get ready, fucker! <laughs> it's your turn, buddy boo! <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. How would I have sus- how would I have ever expected that? So, right, so uh who So what what anime are we watching, Sean? Oh, Rem, you know, I brought you down pretty low last week, uh on- only I so could. that I could uh curb your enthusiasm a little bit because today Rem we're doing one of the most requested anime of our entire podcast. Okay. Frightening. So- yeah, especially since you started it with an NTR joke like that. <laughs> All the people who requested it, they're going to start the episode and be like, what the <laughs> And people who don't know what NTR is are now Googling it, and I'm sorry. I mean, I shared it with them. It's cucking. Yeah, but man, there there are probably some innocent people in the audience who don't know what that is either. And... Uh, cucking is when you one-up someone on the internet. <laughs> oh no oh god and rem just for your frame of reference like ntr or netorare in uh like hentai and doge and stuff is 
the one of the most controversial tags uh, for a lot of like why? Because a lot of times it borders on abuse and oh okay, like yeah. it's uh, there's a lot going for it. But and, the tentacle stuff that's completely moral. I mean, hey, look if a tentacle monster consents with. <laughs> <laughs> And a girl consents to the medical monster. No, but here's the thing. If I'm fucking Cthulhu, right? Right. I don't think I can consent. Well, I mean, he is, like, the embodiment of madness and more conceptual than, uh... Yeah, like, he's so far beyond my understanding that I don't think I could ever have informed consent to agree with what I'm getting myself into. I could never really understand. (laughs) But Cthulhu, if you're listening, I'll give it a go. Hey, Reb, I've got a dating sim for you if you're interested. <laughs> uh, but what, what is this most recommended that you're talking about? Uh, so, Rem, we've been doing this show for uh, over four years now. Oh, and, yeah. uh funnily enough, four years is a very uh, monumentous number uh, with this anime. Uh, because, Rem, it has been four years since we've had a chapter of the manga. Ah, okay. So it... it... Got canceled unceremoniously? No. Okay. No, it's a it's a bit more is, complex. Is it a, is it a George R. R. Martin situation where the author just <laughs> he's he's still writing it, still writing it, guys? He's definitely gonna finish it. Oh God, it would be nice to have something a different ending from what the fucking show did. That would be so lovely. Uh, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Uh, which it was the uh general consensus for a lot of people with this anime, but no, it's a bit more complex than that, Rem. Uh, okay. Because uh, this manga has not had a chapter since 2018. Uh, Did primar- it just finish? No. No. What? what then I wouldn't happen? be... If I, Rem, I wouldn't be bringing it up if, like, that was the case. So it's like, oh, yeah, the manga finished four years ago, so since <laughs> we've been people. doing this for four years, I figured that would be, a you know, a righteous occasion. <laughs> like, what? what's the significance of that? Like, oh, man. This uh, this manga ended, and we started a podcast. Like, it was a know, match made people, in heaven. Maybe people have been asking for a reboot or something. I'll, I'm trying to figure out the options before you say it. I'm trying to... Yeah, and, you, and you're very wrong. Uh, no. Simply put, Rem, this manga was on a hiatus due to the author's health issues. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. Uh, because the anime we're going to be talking about today is simply titled Hunter Hunter. Or Hunter oh, x Hunter. Okay, yeah, I I know nothing about it. I think it's shonen, uh, and I I just know it's been recommended a million times. Yes, uh, Hunter Hunter Rem is a it's almost a cornerstone of manga history, um, because the uh, author of it, uh, Yoshihiro Togashi, or just Togashi as we usually call him, is man, it's hard to say, but he's kind of like one of the real founding members of modern shonen in a lot of ways. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with the uh, anime Yu Yu Hakusho at all? Uh, vaguely, yes. It's I know in Yu Yu Hakusho, you have the main character, you have a goth character, you have a redhead character. Who, is that the main character? Fuck. The main character is the fella in the green suit. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so I know that it has those three characters and it's edgy and shonen. Yes. Uh, but Yu Yu Hakusho was... Uh, one of his uh, earliest works and one of his most popular and most beloved works. It is a manga that has defined uh, a lot of modern shonen uh, and really like solidified what a good tournament art can feel like. 
And when uh, you think about it, this podcast is basically the Yu Yu Hakusho, where we have a redhead, we have an edgelord, and we have... I don't know enough about the protagonist to compare him to me, so just fill whatever in your well, mind. Well, the protagonist is a delinquent, so if that helps. You have a delinquent. There you go. Yeah, so if you feel yourself as a bit of a delinquent, that's fine. Uh, and So he has prophesied us. Yeah, sure, sure. You know what? That's exactly it, Ram. That's why we're doing it today, and certainly not because... <laughs> The manga we're talking about is one of the like most popular ones uh, ever in a lot of ways. Uh, and I first I thought, hey, it would be a good idea to do Yu Yu Hakusho before we did Hunter Hunter. But recently, as in literally the day that uh, we're recording this, it was announced that uh, by the end of 2022, four whole chapters are going to be dropped. Holy shit. Which is a monumentous occasion because... We haven't gotten any chapters in four years, Rem. Like, that's that's a hell of a hiatus. Yeah. And Hunter Hunter is not... Uh, well, let's just say Hunter Hunter has a nickname amongst the uh, manga community uh, simply known as Hiatus X Hiatus. Okay, yep. Haha, <laughs> because it both starts with H. Yes. And because uh, Togashi, due to his uh, complex health problems that make it difficult for him to draw and write, uh, the series has been put on hiatus for years at a time and this was the longest hiatus to date and we most people genuinely thought there's probably a good chance we're not going to get any more because it had been that long so to get an announcement uh saying that hey four new chapters should be coming by the end of the year it's like a genuine like well of grand excitement for the anime and manga community because hunter hunter is one of those classic shonens that is as beloved as your Dragon Balls, your Naruto's, your your Gundam, like it 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 is Hunter Hunter and Shonen are kind of like side by side in a lot of ways. Okay, but what is Hunter Hunter about though? Hunter Hunter, uh, well, let's get into it, shall we? Hunter Hunter is uh, simply the story of a young lad named Gone Freaks. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. We do have a patron who uh, adopted. Uh, God, that name. makes so much more sense. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, and he is a a young, sprightly young shonen protagonist uh, who dreams of being a hunter so that he can one day uh, follow and find his father. Okay, now we get into in this world. What is a hunter? Are they hunting? Uh, just is it just like sort of a, a scout for the government? Is it hunting monsters? What, what's the deal? Uh, funnily enough, Rem, it's kind of all of the above. In this world, there are mysteries. There are monsters. There are treasures to be found. There are strange powers and abilities. And hunters are essentially the licensed um, explorers and adventurers of this world. Uh, and you can hire hunters, essentially, to do all kinds of things, ranging from courier jobs all the way to going on grand excursions to foreign okay. lands. So they are RPG heroes. They're RPG in a lot of ways, protagonists. Yes. In a lot of ways, yes. Uh, but controlled and accredited by like an overarching uh, government. Uh, because a lot of times if you try and do hunter things without a proper hunter license, uh, one, you have a good chance of getting killed. And two, like you know, there's so much out there that if it's hard to lay a legal claim to whatever there is you find or kill or work you do. Okay. And the story is uh, is just simply of Gon uh, and his journey to become a hunter so that he can ultimately find his father, who uh, he, quite frankly, does not know. He knows he's alive. He knows he's out there in the world. Uh, 
but for whatever reason, his father uh, left him and uh, gone uh, wants to. So, of course, when he escapes the vault one day. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There are no gecks in this anime as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, my, my mistake. And it's definitely not going to end with a, a radiation poisoning that the game will punish you if you send the person who's immune to radiation into the vault chamber. That always send bothered me. Send the goddamn me. super mutant in. God, it's the only reasonable thing. Yeah, Why like if you have the... You for it? Like if you don't, if you're not companions with the super mutant, fine, fair, makes sense. But if you got the super mutant, send him into the dangerous radioactive thing. He can survive it. Yeah. And the game punishes you for that at the end. It's like, oh, but you didn't get our cool dramatic ending. It's like, well, then don't give me a better option. Disappointing. So, very, look, Fallout New Vegas, vastly superior to Fallout 3. Easy, easy, easy comparison. Uh, but, but no, uh, similarities aside, uh, that is what the story starts out as. And along the way, Gon meets some friends, some enemies, some mentors, and some monstrosities. And it's just this uh, grand epic journey of be- becoming a hunter, learning about the world, the way it works, and figuring out, hey, where my daddy at and why did he leave me type of thing. All right, yep, yep. So it's a pretty standard shonen story, which makes sense because, uh, point of order, uh, Rem, the, this manga started in 1998. Oh, God, the ancient days. Yeah. When I said this was like a founding shonen series, I meant it. Uh, so old. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. Does that mean it's going to be bad? Tends to mean it's going to be bad. That, Rem, you, you got to stop judging things based on the years alone. Yeah, but old shonen tend, not always, but tends to be terrible. Considering that this is one of the most celebrated manga in history, Rem. That could just be nostalgia. It could be a bunch of people Rem, who it's started not watching just when they were young, and then they're like, oh, it used to be so incredible. When I was young, I thought Yu-Gi-Oh! was quality, dude. Watching it back, I learned, one, it's amazing, but two, it is not quality. <laughs> Rem, trust me, it's not just nostalgia. It is, and it'll be tricky for you to see uh, why people love Hunter x Hunter as much as they do, because unfortunately, Rem, the most like basic part of the show is the beginning. It starts uh, off like you're like a lovely, uh, very colorful and, and exciting uh, shonen romp. But then 287 no, episodes no. in, that's when they introduce the new power system, and then all of the characters become interesting. I swear to God. Rem, I joke about us getting like our shit kicked in for, <laughs> for bashing anime and manga in the past. But when I say that this is our most requested like anime that we have yet to cover, it's not hyperbole. Like I will yesterday I will alone, I got five emails. I will keep it. an open mind, but it's not starting off with a great description. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of shonen. Is like a lot of them I have. Oh, I'm aware. But as the story progressive, uh, as the story progresses, the story gets darker. the The power systems get more complex. The characters get more explored, and the world building is fascinating and complex. And a lot of people say that the power system that develops throughout the whole series is one of the best power systems ever, like in terms of design, like any magic system. Uh, All right. But but unfortunately, the first arc is mostly introducing us to the world and the concept of hunters and our uh, main character and his friends. So the real meat of the show 
uh, and the manga specifically, uh, is a bit m- uh, more of a slower burn. And yeah. that that's part of the reason I haven't shown it to you to this point, Rem, is simply due to the fact that it takes a second to get really going because until it gets really going, it seems like a pretty standard fun shonen affair. But like in the same way that Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and all that jazz is iconic worldwide, Hunter Hunter has a similar effect amongst these communities. Uh, and Hunter Hunter is... Hunter Hunter feels like it's emulating Dragon Ball in a lot of ways. But by the time it gets really going, you start to realize that it is infinitely more complex than Dragon Ball ever dreams it could be. And that's why it's hard to cover it in our format because we're covering the beginning and the beginning is arguably one of the weaker parts. The point is, Rem, the point is, I don't want to die. Ah, uh, don't worry, it'll probably mostly be me. You say that, but... I get a lot of crossfire if I don't, like, do everything in my power to emphasize what makes this show worthwhile and interesting before I send you into it. Yeah. Uh, But with that in mind, Rem, my original goal was to show you the entire first arc of Hunter x Hunter. Oh, fuck. But that would be too much. Yeah. Because you would hate it just because I made you watch a lot of anime because you're petty like that. I'm not Uh, petty. I only have so much mental willpower, all right? So instead, some, some people are like, oh, man, I wish I could watch anime for a job. It's it is a mental toll. All right. OK, your mental toll and my mental toll are very different things, Ram, because I also I, watch anime for the job and I watch about 10 times as much as you. Yes. And meanwhile, like different things are mentally taxing for different people. For instance, I can talk to women. OK, Ram. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Interesting point. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if both of us weren't in a relationship right now, Rem, I might have come over and murdered you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's watch this. See, see, see how it goes. How much am I watching? Uh, so, Rem, you're going to be watching the uh, a good chunk of the first arc, which is the preliminary and the first three phases of the Hunter exam arc. Okay. Uh, and you're going to watch a total of 13 episodes, uh, skipping episode Woo! 13, because episode 13 is a recap episode. I should also mention, point of order, Rem, we're watching the 2011 remake. Okay, okay. Because, that gives me more hope. Yes, because the 19, the original 99 anime has a lot of good qualities to it, but the 2011 remake is significantly more condensed and updated. Uh, so all you purists who are a fan of the original 1999 anime, trust me, I get you. But overall, 2011 does a much better job. Uh, to put it in perspective, Rem, uh, the f- total length of the first arc in the 2011 anime is 21 episodes. <laughs> yep. In the 1999 anime, it's 31. Uh. So I'm doing you a favor by showing you the 2011 one. Truth. So with that in mind... Let's get to it, Rem. Let's go watch the infinitely popular and soon to be returning Hunter. Hunter. So this shit's allowed, right? Him feeling uh, a girl all up, but you can't have a frog shit out children. Absolutely Where not. Where are the standards? The standards are frog shitting out children. <laughs> That's I've said it a thousand times. That's the ceiling, my guy. Where, where is frog shitting children simulator 2022?
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching 14-ish whole episodes of the 2011 adaptation of Hunter Hunter. And I say 14-ish because episode 13 is a recap filler episode and it doesn't matter, so we skipped it. Uh, yep. At least I hope you skipped it, Rem, because if you didn't, you just like <laughs> forced yourself to sit through 22 minutes of stuff you've already seen. I, I watched like about a minute and a half before I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is the one I skipped. This is the one that I'm supposed to move on to. Yeah, no, it is blatantly obvious it was the one you had to skip, and it was the one that uh, animators back then were like, ah, shit, we need to fill for time, uh, because the anime industry is toxic and uh, constantly overworks people, so we gotta, 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 gotta have a bit of a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we can't just not put something out, God forbid. So he here's a heavily edited recap episode that nobody ever likes, ever, but they still do it nope. sometimes. Uh, not as much these days, but sometimes they do. But with that rant aside, yeah. uh, Rem, I will reiterate, this is a very, very popular series uh, and widely regarded as one of the most popular manga of all time. Uh, so I'm not going to say you should be careful, but what I sh am going to say is there are consequences. <laughs> All right, well, let me say right off the bat, Okay. there's going to be some times where I have certain notes mm -hmm. that will sound more negative than I intend them to be. We'll get there, mm. all right? Mm, this sounds like uh, we're in dangerous we... territory already. Uh, forbidden continents, I mean, if you will. <laughs> let, <laughs> let, let, let's all be honest with ourselves. You're showing me some, like, classic beloved shonen there's an upper limit <laughs> there's like there's a pretty firm ceiling most times in how much i can enjoy myself uh but it's not gonna be all negative i assure you so some of you may be pleasantly surprised by my thoughts you know others are gonna crucify uh, you both of those things can happen at the same time. It's astounding. Uh, so, uh, episode one, we get so we start off with some exposition on the world and hunters, uh, and we see a kid gone. He's trying to catch the Lord of the Lake, uh, and his mom is a little, uh, she's like watching a little bit concerned, and everyone's like, "Oh, he can't catch the Lord of the Lake," and then he immediately catches the Lord of the Lake, and then he's like, "All right, now." I'm going to go become a hunter. And the the mother is reluctant, but the grandma's all in. So then he leaves. Uh, yep. Uh, point of order. All of that. Yeah, go ahead. All all of that takes place in like five minutes. Yes. Yes. That is, <laughs> that is an accurate statement. It is. It feels a little bit rushed, but you know, I, I, let's get into the action. I, I sort of understand, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it could have been paced a little bit better, but I understand the reason for the decision so i'll at least i'm, I'm not yet upset it's just that i think it could be a bit yeah, better. just right? as a frame of reference uh this is the second run of an anime series based on hunter hunter so the weakest part is unfortunately the earliest part because they rush through a lot of things because yeah. they and there's they, there are definitely things that feel a bit rushed at yeah. times the pacing overall is uh there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, okay. And then it, like, I would describe it as 50% of the time it feels well-paced. And then the other 50% of the time, it's just weirdly paced. Yes. It gets wonky. Uh, and this is a small example of that. 
So within five minutes, they just go through all of that. Uh, and it's like, okay, cool. So uh, Gon, he gets on a boat with all of the other potential hunters, right, to take the hunter exam. And he can smell a huge storm brewing. Um, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, he's got a bit of a sixth sense, you know? His sixth sense is, is a that, good uh, smell. Is that what it is? What is his deal? Because, <laughs> like, he's vaguely really talented at whatever he wants to be talented at. But, like, is there something particular? Like, I was like, oh, does he have a really good sense of smell? Like, oddly enough, we've been there a couple times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> having a, the best sense of smell ever is an oddly common anime trope. I will but... say there is a background reason for that. Okay. But that, it, that, it's the kind of shit that gets explained when they really dive into the magic system of the world. Which, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> they don't really spend too much time on in these first Is films. there a proper there... magic system? Uh, it seems like it seems like your standard shonen anything goes, people have different powers and whatever their powers are, they can do whatever they want within that. There there is a proper magic system that they do explain okay. after this first arc. <laughs> it's just a little okay. vague at first because it's not as important for this first arc. It's more the this first arc really is to introduce us to the characters and the world a bit more. And then they get into the nitty-gritty details of the magic system and explaining why there are some people who seem more powerful than others and have different special abilities and things of that nature. Uh, enough, and it, it is widely regarded as one of the most popular uh, magic systems in uh, shonen uh, manga specifically. Oh, okay. Because it's got a lot of depth and nuance and creativity in it, and oh. but again, like that's after the first arc. Like that's the trickiest part. His magic power is he smells storms. It's it's more <laughs> heavy than storms that. to be specific. Um, uh, uh like and at first he was like, oh yeah, the seagulls are freaking out, but also I can smell it. It seemed I don't know. It felt like they were compensating in a weird way, and nonetheless. The storm happens, people get fucked up, except, like, the obvious important characters. Like, let me just say, protagonist syndrome hits hard visually. Um, It's like, all right, the most important, yeah, the most important characters will have designs. Anybody who talks will at least have, like, some color on them. And then anybody else, you are a shade of brown. Uh, (laughs) It's like, all right, cool. Um. but uh, c- continuing on, I also, I was wondering, like, they get on this boat, right? Um, the only women we've seen in this entire episode, and even looking on this entire goddamn boat, we saw the mom and the grandma. There's no women on the boat at all. And there's a lot of people on this boat, no women. And I was like, okay, is Hunter just a male thing? As we will learn, no, it is not. Yeah. I mean... And as we will later see, like, I wrote that this down now. Oh, when we get introduced to the women, the critique changes. Let me tell you that. Uh, it is. The, the, keep this in mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no women on the boat at all. Uh, it's just a complete sausage fest. Uh, storm happens. The protagonists are helping out. Uh, you Essentially, you have Gone, right? Then you also have uh, Leoria? Uh, Leorio. I I just wrote it down as Leo every time, and that's probably just what I'll say. All right. 
fine. <laughs> I can't complain because it's a shonen battle manga and there are going to be a lot of names. Uh, yes. And you're uh, then not we also to have... remember names in the best of times. Uh, Kurapika. We'll just call him Pikachu. No, you will and... not. You <laughs> absolutely <laughs> will not. I categorically refuse, sir. It's Instead of red cheeks, he has red eyes. It's Pikachu. That's not how so... it works at all. <laughs> does the man shoot electricity out of his ass? He certainly does not. I don't know. I haven't been introduced to the magic system. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He might. He might. Um, he doesn't. So he categorically doesn't. Le- so we meet Leo, who is like, uh, he he looks like just an adult, and he's just wearing a suit, and he has a briefcase. Uh, but he's actually just a teenager. And then uh, Pikachu is he's he's all about like nobility and honor, and he's quieter, more reserved. Uh, they're at each other's throats a little bit, but they uh, befriend themselves after like Gon tries to throw himself off to save another thing. It it doesn't really matter. Uh, it really does not matter much. Uh, but the captain gets those three and is like, hey, everyone, this is actually the first test. Joke's on you. And you three are the only ones who pass on this entire boat. And it's like, okay, cool. We get some exposition for, uh, Pikachu, his family (laughs) getting, like, brutally murdered by, uh, by this evil gang, uh, out their eyeballs. I didn't mind Leo, but... Uh, Pikachu is really pissing me off. Like, like, I, 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 with all love and respect, John, I would strongly encourage you to get used to it because uh, he is Pikachu from this point forward. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, the the three have passed. Congratulations, they move forward. I want to know on the character design real quick. Okay. The character designs in this anime, they are unique. I don't know if I would say they're good. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Coming through for like, throats, I see. I'm not like, oh, wow, that looks iconic as fuck. I'm like, that's a bit of an awkward outfit you got there, bud. <laughs> that's a bit of... Like, there's some other characters who will be designed better, but at least... All right, you got a guy in a suit. That's fine, I guess. It's unique for the setting. So I, I guess I'll take it. It's plain, but it's also probably the best one. Gone, his outfit is a bit of a mess. <laughs> What's up with these high boots, short shorts scenario? What's going on here? <laughs> What's up with this outfit? Uh, and then you have you have Pikachu who has like this priestly vestments on, and it just sort of looks awkward to live in. Um, I don't know. The designs just feel a bit strange for our main characters. Man. Uh, later on, we'll just meet a tween, and they're just dressed as a tween. So, once again, that's a fine design, I guess. But, like, when it's it's either pretty straightforward or just weird and a little bit uncanny. Uh, which, you know, it's not a major critique, but it's just, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird choice, I think. Yeah, so you hear that, cosplayers? Rem is coming for you. <laughs> I just think it's a bit of a weird one. Um... I mean, I guess you got a strong color scheme in the green, so you got that going for you. Cool. Uh, episode two, they get to the harbor, and the captain's like, go to the pine tree. Uh, everyone else gets on the buses that's supposedly taking them to the city, but actually isn't. Uh, I guess because they failed or something? No, no. Oh, no. It, it's, uh, the point is, is they have to get there of their own power and volition. That Like, the whole point of the exam arc is for them to... But also, all of them didn't pass anyway like all of them already well that boat isn't the only boat taking people to the hunter exam like this is like a global thing 
Okay, it just feels weird to have the captain be like, hey, by the way, this is what you're going to do. I'm not going to tell anyone else the point. I don't know. It There's a lot of decisions like this where I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I guess this is what we're doing then. Uh, And, and we, we can introduce one of the first of my sort of thesis statements here. I think Hunter x Hunter is one of the most creative shows we've seen in a long time. It's a very creative show. It has a lot of interesting ideas. And I loved seeing the new ideas. I loved the ideas much more than I liked the execution for the entirety of the experience. Oh, dear. I always looked forward to what would come next, but I never really gave a shit about what was going on at the time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, well, what's happening doesn't really matter. I don't actually, the, the, the details are sort of nonsensical bullshit that I'm not invested in, but that's a neat idea. Can't wait to see what next neat idea they have slotted in. Uh, and that was largely the experience I had <laughs> throughout. <laughs> I think they have a lot of interesting ideas. They don't really develop any of them. They're just like, neat idea. All right, and then we'll have something neat here. Cool, move on. Uh, it, yeah. That, so that's, that's one of my primary impressions of the show. Uh, which I will note, like, the neat ideas are cool. I liked seeing the ideas, even if it was a bit of a slog to actually see them executed. But seeing what they were, right? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. I like that idea. Uh, anyway, so they go to, they start going to a pine tree on a hill and this guy is eavesdropping on them. Ooh, how mysterious. And uh, the, the, the eavesdropper, he follows the group. Uh, and then the group gets confronted by a grandma and a bunch of people in masks and she's doing a two choice quiz. And she's like, all right, I'll give you two choices. You need to get them right. Um, and you're working as a group, but sort of not, but sort of. Uh, and then the eavesdropper is like, uh, hey, yeah, I'll go first. And so uh, he, he, he does. And he's asked whether to save his mom or his lover. And he's like, obviously my mom, because uh, I can get a new lover. And she's like, correct, go on past. And then they, she asks them a question about, like, do you save your son or your daughter? And no talking anymore. And they're... The correct answer is actually silence because it's a difficult decision when faced with a difficult decision. Don't do anything, I guess. That's not the moral. That's, That's not, not the moral. The moral. the moral. the moral is like, oh, there's no right answer, so don't give an answer. But I also don't, I feel like that as a hunter, it would be more so like, but you still got to make a choice, though. Even if there's no right answer, a choice has to be made. Because um, the, the impression I get, right, if we took this in a real life scenario, right? Where I'm like, all right, Sean, um, I have trapped your girlfriend and I've trapped Dylan. Which one will you save? And if you just don't answer, <laughs> just like, there's no right answer. Uh, okay, I would kill them both then, I guess. <laughs> uh... Like, all right, cool. Oh, you've solved the riddle. Now they're both dead. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, well, like, once again, it's like, oh, this is a bit of a neat idea. But, like, there's... It's very surface level, but then the show will sometimes pretend that it's not. Um, and anytime the show pretends it's not, and this is one of those instances, because, like, Pikachu gives some light monologue that's a bit pretentious and meaningless. Um, it's like, no, it's... 
it's sort of dumb. <laughs> it's sort of dumb, and I think it'd be better if we all acknowledged that. You're not going to get that acknowledgement uh, from a lot of people, my guy. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that, 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 that's okay. Um, but, the, but the reasonable ones of us, we can understand it's a bit dumb. How, how elitist uh, but of moving you. On, moving on. Uh, the eavesdropper, he was going to go ahead and set traps, but he, it, it, that turns out that's not the right way. There's a secret way. Uh, fuck the eavesdropper. We don't see him again. He's irrelevant. Uh, which, you know, should have known he didn't have any color in his entire character. Uh, <laughs> I should have been suspicious as soon as they tried to pretend he was important. Uh, so they go through, they, uh, get to the big pine tree and there's a cabin there and it's being ravaged by a shape-shifting beast. Uh, Leo goes to help, uh, the injured husband as the beast takes the wife, uh, and Pikachu and Gon, they make chase. Uh, they rescue the woman and she has tattoos and Pikachu is like, oh, I understand these tattoos. What are you hiding? Meanwhile, uh, Leo shows up to Pikachu and is like, oh, yeah, husband's totally fine. And then uh, Pikachu's like, but you're not Leo. And the shape, it's a shifter who turned into Leo. It's like, how did you know? And Pikachu's like, I, I told him to stay with the husband, take care of him. I, so, yeah. Which, it's just, oh, okay. <laughs> like... I feel like it's just not good reasoning enough, but they put it as rock-solid reasoning. Uh, they're like, oh, 100%. I feel like it would have been better if Leo was just given, like, some habit or turn of phrase. Or even, you, he could have just made, like, an offhand comment about, like, oh, I really hate or really love X, Y, or Z. And could quickly catch the shifter out on that, right? Like, there were lots of ways to do this, and they just decided, ah, you are the shifter because you're here. Okay. Uh, the point is, shifter... is that Leorio isn't the type of person to abandon a patient, is the point. And, like, sure, and I can accept that, but also, Pikachu just met Leorio, so I don't accept that they have a strong enough bond at this point. They get one later, and later they actually have, like, a moment about this, which I can totally accept. But, thus, at this stage, at, at this stage, Pikachu should think Leo is superficial and stuff. It's, he has no reason to think otherwise, other than just, once again, sort of intuition, I guess. It, it doesn't feel, they present it as rock solid, it's not rock solid. There's lots of ways they could have gone about this that I think would have been better. Uh, Gon interacts with, uh, a shifter, realizes it's not the same shifter from earlier, and, uh, it's like, hey, wait a minute. And the shifter's like, ah, you got me, brother. Uh, they all go back, and it's like, hey, good job, you guys, you did... Uh, re really solid stuff. Uh, you you stayed with the husband, took care of him. Uh, Pikachu, you figured out that my tattoo actually meant that I my fake tattoo meant that I was a single woman, and thus I couldn't have been the wife. Uh, which also, oh okay, <laughs> is that what that means then? Sure. Uh, there were no indications of that as an audience. Once again, just a lot of ideas being thrown at the wall. That it's just like, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> Um, uh, but they all pass, they get brought to the proper venue. Cool. Uh, episode three, they're properly in Zaban, uh, in the market, hanging around, and they go to a diner that's holding, uh, uh, holding it, and they get brought to an elevator that goes down to the hundredth level of the basement, which does make you question, what are the other 99 levels of the basement? Uh, they're um, all I'm sex dungeons, actually. <laughs> Hunters love to get freaky. 
I mean, hey, we don't even know. Like, those could just all be for the diner. Yeah, right? it, that it's is like, a all possibility. Right. <laughs> all right. The hunters get the hundredth level of the basement. But, like, since we're digging down anyway, because, uh, once again, it's not just that it's deep. It's specifically a hundred levels, right? It goes to basement 100, which implies the existence of the other 99. Because it's not like it's just measuring depth. No, it's measuring how how many levels you're down. You could go to basement 87. That's an option. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in the deep lore. Uh, they, they go down and they meet all of the other potential hunters. They get their numbers. Uh, they meet a guy, Tanpa, who has taken the exam 35 times. And as we learn, it turns out, that he is the rookie crusher. And he, he looks friendly, but he's actually here to just fuck with rookies. And as we learned his motivations later, it's because. Because why not, I guess. Cool. Good character motivation. <laughs> um, uh, we get to meet a few other characters. Uh, most threatening is the magician, who a guy bumps up against him, and the magician amputates the guy's arms via disintegration. Uh, so that's yeah well i mean yeah that's that's exactly what happens uh which at this point i'm like okay so the hunters are not an inherently moral institution no 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 i'm glad you um, figured that out early good good work Grab. well <laughs> well i mean this this whole time like pikachu has been talking about how it's the most noble profession yes right exactly implying that there's a sense of nobility no there's just not um it vastly varies from hunter to hunter to hunter, yeah. Yeah, so it's not a noble profession. There can just be noble hunters. So, Pikachu, I don't know what the fuck you're on about. <laughs> uh <laughs> it just shows the background that, hey, uh, the hunters that he's had to interact with uh, have all been fairly straightforward and noble people. Whereas, hey, it looks like uh, there's a lot of really scummy people that are also trying to be hunters. Oh, how about a joke that's definitely going to get cut out of the podcast? So, basically, they're like... What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> some people think oh yeah totally noble but actually it's it's uh, very hit or miss yeah. uh, that's gonna get cut out but I wanted to say it anyway I don't know Dylan's uh, our editor you. he might leave it in <laughs> I would be amazed if he did uh, That that's more heated than stuff he censored before yep. continuing on but yeah so the hunters are just not a moral institution because uh, most of the people here are shitty scumbags. Like, most of the people here are assholes. Yeah. And, well, to to be fair, all the ones applying are candidates. They're, like, not... Like, the only hunters well, we've yeah. seen are the proctors. Well, okay, yeah, but if all of your candidates are assholes, right? right. It's a, it's safe to assume that a lot of assholes have uh, have made it through. Uh, so Something else that... We, we get introduced to some other characters, right? Um, for example, there is literally just Pinhead from Hellraiser. Um, there is a Data Boy who's really into crunching the numbers. There's a Ninja, uh, and there's a young Albino Boy who as, will become our fourth main character and is an elite assassin. Yep. Uh, so th those are some characters we're introduced to, right? Uh, we have Tanpa, the Rookie Crusher. He is like, hey, protagonist, do you want these drinks? But they actually have laxatives in them. But none of them drink it. They're all like, this tastes funny, I guess. Uh, and all of them are just hyper aware of that. Uh, or at least two of them are hyper aware, and then Pikachu just pours it out anyway. Uh, and they're like, oh, this tastes funny. Okay. Um, which would make sense for Gon, because he has, like, the super intuitive abilities. 
But I guess also Leo and Pikachu also sort of have that, maybe? Uh, okay, you got it a little backwards. Uh, uh, it, Gon does drink it and then spits it out because it tastes weird. Uh, so he does. So he just assumes it goes bad because he doesn't assume anything uh, like heinous or bad from uh, from Tonpa. Whereas uh, uh, Leorio and uh, Kurapika are the ones who just dump it out after that moment. Uh, okay, I sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, once again a little bit of a weird scene. Uh, meanwhile, the albino assassin he uh, uh, who, who we, we will see uh, Killua or we'll we'll just call him Killer. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> You just said his... it works. I mean, yes. But killer, it's so much easier, so much more memorable. Oh yeah, and he's literally an assassin boy. Yeah, I mean, th- that's his whole shtick. That's the origin of his name, sure, but like that's a little degrading, don't you think? Why well, it's not at all. <laughs> we we have Gon, Leo, Pikachu, and Killer. That's the crew. <laughs> that is the gang. Uh, so Killer drinks it, but uh. He's been taking laxatives for years. They have no effect on him anymore. He is just so constipated all the time. It is the most unfortunate case. He just says, like, he's immune to poison, and it's implied just, like, I guess literally any poison, which, to do that, like, you would have to trade on these specific poisons, right? So he's he's trained himself on laxatives. <laughs> they don't say that, but, like, that's the only conclusion we can draw. That there were many evenings of this 12-year-old shitting their brains out to become immune to laxatives. To be fair, knowing his family, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> uh, so the exam properly begins where uh, he's not a butler, but he's definitely a butler. Yeah. <laughs> shows up and is like, all right, follow me. That's the challenge. Uh, and, and so uh, the first challenge properly begins. And they're like, oh, is there going to be more? And it's like, no, no, it's just following me and as it turns out it's like for 50 miles or something yeah um and and so they're all following uh you know even even data boy goes who's like this short pudgy nerd he goes like 30 miles before giving up uh which you know i admire that good job data boy uh a bunch of people are left off but also as it turns out very few people actually only 36 get eliminated from this whole thing, even though there are multiple scenes of people dropping off left and right. It, it feels like an incongruity. Uh, at the end of these 50 miles, we've seen people drop off left and right. At mul- there were multiple scenes that emphasized that, right? Multiple scenes where where the ground was littered with people who had collapsed, but only 36. Yeah, that's that's an incongruity with the manga and the anime. Like that. Yeah, okay. Like they took the number from the, from the manga and were like, oh, wait. We dropped quite a few people, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, so yeah, that, that was a weird bit, but nonetheless, uh, continuing on, Gone and Killer, they become friends because they're both young, right? And they have a nice little dynamic. Uh, meanwhile, Leo and Pikachu, they get a little bit closer as well. Um, we get some exposition on Pikachu's scarlet eyes and whatnot. Um, we get Leo's sob story. He said that he's just in it for the money. And it's like, I mean, if you know anything about Shonen, like, you're making a main character who's, like, all about the money, it's going to be more than that. Um, especially because Leo's whole character is, like, superficial, but wait, there's more. Uh, I, I had a note written down, I think as soon as he said the money, um, where I was like, all right, well, yeah, and there's going to be some, like, tragic backstory behind it. And yeah, there is, like, his friend died because of a lack of cash and he grew up in poverty. Um, Killer, meanwhile, he doesn't really care about being Hunter, he just wants the challenge. 
Uh, they make it out. Uh, they, they're all able to successfully follow the butler, and he's like, it's not over yet. You need to keep following me through Swindler's Swamp. Uh, there's lots of tricks and nonsense. And the first trick comes where a guy comes around the corner and is like, he's an imposter. He's not the real examiner. Um, but then the magician attacks both the imposter and the examiner, uh, killing the imposter. Hey, hey, the Rem, examiner, hey, Rem, what's the magician's yeah. name? <laughs> he is the magician, brother. <laughs> he is the magician. Mm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they call him like that That in like the first scene, and then after that, they call him by name. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure they just always <laughs> call him the magician. And to honor them, so shall I. Mm. <laughs> I will say the same about Ninja, <laughs> who also shows up quite a bit. Except the big difference is he constantly refers to himself as a ninja, which is a very not ninja thing to do. Uh, and that's part <laughs> of the joke. But, you know, yeah, sure. We could just keep calling Hisoka the magician. Yeah. Why not? He's a magician. <laughs> uh, so... So we got the magician, and uh, he kills the imposter, whereas the examiner is able to deflect the attack. Uh, which, once again, like, that's a neat little clever idea. It shows some more about the characterization. Uh, it, it's a clever, quick-thinking solution. Uh, cool. So then they start following. Um, uh, I also, I wrote down, as soon as the uh, fake examiner showed up, I, I just, I was like, he can't be the real imposter. He, he can't be uh, real, right? Uh, because he doesn't look like a main character, whereas the butler definitely does. See? It's simple as that. That's all it takes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very one-step process. <laughs> it's like, ha have, have more than 60 seconds been spent on your character design? No? Buddy, I don't think you're gonna make it far. <laughs> Something tells me you're not that important. Uh, so, episode five, um, People start getting lost. Leo and Pikachu get lost and attacked by giant strawberry tortoises. There's uh, mushroom landmines and hypnosis butterflies and ruse ravens, uh, all that are introduced exactly as I have just introduced them. <laughs> it's like, oh, these could be interesting. No, they're just, there we go, we're done with them. Uh, Gone and Killer, meanwhile, get eaten by a giant frog. Uh, just eats them all up. Uh, Leo and Pikachu escape the tortoise, and uh, the frog throws up Gone and Killer because of the laxatives. Though really, if it was because of the laxatives, right? But they should have been shit out. <laughs> the frog should have shit out those boys. Oh God! I don't accept. <laughs> it wasn't Ipecac. It wasn't Ipecac. No, they were laxatives. Frog should have shit them out. <laughs> this. <laughs> I the frog I... should have shit out the children. <laughs> this is a firm note. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Rem, you do realize this is still a shonen manga, right? There are limitations to what they can do. <laughs> it would be a very, very different show if, like, halfway through this chapter, Togashi was like, oh, yeah, laxes make people poop. All right, we're gonna see some boys. Oh yeah, we, we can see shit. people. We can see people get impaled by a spike pit, which really just happened literally like a scene ago. Oh, but a frog shitting out some boys. Yeah, no, because po oh, who is gross, Remington? <laughs> Violence, blood, and guts—that's a shonen tradition right there, bud. And like in the anime, <laughs> it's poo? way more toned down too. Like, there's lots oh. of dismemberment and blood in the manga, so it's like. See, see, so if if it's willing to go there, it should be willing to let a frog shit out nah, the children. Being shit's too far, my guy. Shit is too <laughs> far. You can have all the blood and dismemberment you want. Just you, you can't have a frog shit out some kids. 
Oh, man. So um, the magician gets confronted by a bunch of other uh, hunters-to-be who are like, hey, now that we're alone in the fog, we're going to kill you because you are a fucking asshole. Uh, but the magician kills all of them instead. Um, and Leo and Pikachu, they see that, and they're like, oh, shit. And they initially run in separate directions, but then Leo, he's like, actually, no, I'm going to come back, I suppose. Which would make more sense if I felt like at least if at least one of the guys the magician just killed was like actively alive, right? Because mm-hmm. then I'd be like, oh, Leo's coming back to like foolhardily save the day, right? But as it stands, it's just like, oh, he's come back to die. Uh, he's <laughs> he's recognized. He's about he would die if he confronted uh, the magician, and he's just he's changed his mind and decided that is what he wants. Uh, and there's a sense of like, oh, because magician's a baddie i guess oh he's he is quite the baddie he but it it doesn't make sense for leo's motivations here uh it feels very weak uh but leo shows up gets his ass whooped but then he's saved at the last second by gone uh and then gone gets confronted and uh isn't able to defeat the magician uh pikachu meanwhile is long fucking gone <laughs> he doesn't give a shit he's out of here dude um, and then the magician at, at the end, he's like, you know what? Uh, you, you two, Leo, Leo and Gon, you've, you both impressed me. You both pass. And it's like, Ooh, what does that fucking mean? What, what's going on there? Uh, and then the magician takes Leo and carries him the rest of the way. Uh, and it's like, Oh, is the magician another examiner or something? Or is there something else going on? Uh, magician is not another <laughs> examiner. I'll tell you that right now. Yes. That, and that's explained uh, later, but it's just like, yeah, no, we, like and, and at this point, we still have no idea what this meant. Uh, uh, it's nice and mysterious. Yeah, the general idea is that... Well, it's sort, of, it's sort of explained in a really shitty way, where if this is the full explanation, it's bad. Because, they're, because Pikachu, after he hears about it, he's like, it's just because you two have a similar aura to the magician. But that's not the explanation. That, that's that's, that's okay, how Kurapika sees it, yes. Okay, good. Because if that was like the full explanation... That's it was sort of ass because it's like why phrase it that way? What the what? the general consensus is that Hisoka is very different from all the other candidates for uh, a variety of reasons, and uh, the reason that he you know lets these guys live is because they interest him is the biggest thing. Oh God! It, so it's still a shitty motivation. Uh, there's again it's a bit more complex to that and it gets explained more down the line but for right now so mysterious far, clown so man. far anybody who's an asshole right it's just they they've taken the joker defense for all of their assholes <laughs> they're like ah yes because why not i guess because <laughs> it's fun maybe and it's like i've talked many times about how people use that as a crutch for shitty motivations uh and it's like no, you know what? That's I don't accept it. You just being like, ah, oh, yes. You see, it's just because they enjoy being an asshole. That's why they're an asshole. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that that depth and nuance. Uh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we get to episode six where uh they they get out of the swamp and we get introduced to uh two new characters, uh Menchi and Buhara. Uh, Buhara is the real big boy. Uh, like. 13 feet tall, real thick. Uh, Menchi, oh my god, it's a woman. Uh, holy shit, it's a woman. And she has a very sexualized design. God damn it. Uh, Sho, are you doing okay? Are, 
we will we will meet two other women in the rest of these 14 episodes. <laughs> right? So right now we got grandma and mom, and now the third character is examiner who wow, look, she is sexy woman. Cool. I don't know what this show's deal is, but the gender roles are a bit fucked. I mean, it is a manga directed at young guys. Like it's a sh- it, that is what shonen means, right? And it's from the 90s. That's the other thing. <laughs> sure, and I can critique if if you're like, "Hey man, look, slavery, you know, back then, it w- it was the 1800s. Like what the fuck are you talking about?" I, yeah, I can still say it's real shit right now. <laughs> I am watching this in 2022, and I can say, huh, yeah, no, that's not, that's a bit shit. It's totally fine to say, yeah, that doesn't hold up. Like, I can understand the bullshit marketing, right? All right, cool, yeah. That doesn't mean that it's good. I mean. (laughs) That doesn't mean that it's not bad. It should also be pointed out that she's not really relevant after this arc anyway, so, really. Oh, thank God, the women aren't relevant past this. Okay, that's no, wait, once, not what I'm saying. Once again, once again, we'll we'll see two other women in the rest of the 14 episodes for a total of five. Um, I, it's very weird. I don't know what its deal is. Because even, like, there's a lot of shows that, like, you can target young men and still have female characters. Or even realize that, hey... Women like action-packed shit, too. Crazy, I know. Uh, but if you're like, oh, no, women don't like it, I, I wonder why they wouldn't like it when there's just no women and the few that are 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 super sexualized in so many cases. Like, huh, I wonder if you alienate a section of your audience, I wonder why they may be less interested in your product. It's just so You're dumb. You're gonna hate it's it so when I tell dumb. you that this has a very high female audience. This whole show, this whole series. In, in which case, all right, sure, fantastic. Uh, like you are then, literally. And what you said, the what you just said, stuff. What you've just said then about oh, it's targeted towards young boys. You've just negated your own point then. Oh God, I don't know why I bother. <laughs> like I'm addressing your point, and if you want to say actually my point was wrong, okay, cool. <laughs> Look, these characters don't matter as much. This is why I didn't want to do Hunter Hunter for so long, because I know all of this already, Remington, and I don't have good defenses I... for it. <laughs> yeah, because there aren't any when you're like, oh, the third woman. And it's not like there's a few. If there's like, oh, our, our cast is uh, super limited, right? Uh, Okay, yeah. Then just statistically, there can be abnormalities like there being uh, like no women, and it, it, maybe it's not too damning. But when you have dozens and dozens and dozens of characters that you're throwing around and you're like, ah, yeah, and here's a woman. <laughs> and then that's your representation. That's, I'm saying that is bad and problematic and also lazy. The representation gets uh, much better later on. There, that's it. I'm done. That's all I can say. Because <laughs> if I say any more, I'm going to dig myself a deeper hole and I don't want to because this is so hard to defend. You know, uh, so, uh, unfortunately, this episode also has bad challenges that could have been really interesting, right? Because it's like, okay, you, y'all need to cook. And it's like, oh, okay, it, interesting, very unexpected. Uh, and it's like, you need to co- cook pork, fi- find a pig, cook up some pork, cook up a pork dish, show it, and both both of us need to like it, and then you pass. And so they go, and they find these real angry pigs, and it's like, ah, okay, so there's some monster hunting element in it and they cause a stampede but then they realize oh the head's weak and everyone hit smacks them on the head and brings all 
the pigs in and start cooking. It's like, oh, okay, that was resolved very quickly. Cool. And then the girl uh, doesn't even, she refuses to eat almost all of them because she's like, y'all just heated up the meat. You didn't do any, you didn't prepare shit. I'm not even going to eat it. Um, Pikachu's one of the few to actually try to make a dish out of it. And by one of the few, I think he's literally the only one out of these hundreds of people uh, who does anything different. Uh, and she's like, oh, but this tastes bad. No one passes. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay. A bit rushed, but you know, it's still like, okay, no one passing. That could also be interesting. What happens now? The head of the selection committee shows up. He, he's just this old man. And he's like, all right, guys, you, you let, let's have a new challenge. We got to allow some people to pass. Come on now. And she's like, all right, hard boiled eggs. Uh, but they are from spider eagles. And it's like, oh, okay. So th this could be. Spider eagles sound, like, fucking ferocious. I don't know about you. I don't want to fuck with a spider eagle, right? Uh, we don't see a spider eagle. <laughs> we we see their, I guess, nest, right? And it, and she's like, all right, yeah, you go down, grab an egg, and then you get, will get blown back up. So everyone goes down. A few people fall down to their deaths. But then they all just, they grab an egg and get pushed back up. And then they make the eggs and everyone who did so moves on. It really feels like there's something missing there. Like, there was never any threat, really, that they'd fall off. It was like, oh, time is running a little bit thin. I was like, oh, this might be interesting if it's like, since they all rushed in, right? Because they did it before she even finished explaining, but actually she had finished explaining. She didn't explain anything more. Um, she comments like, I haven't explained everything yet, but there, she didn't have anything left to explain. But they all rush in, right? And I was waiting for it to be like, oh, and gone, who... Once again, he uses a sniffer to see when the next updraft is going to be. I thought it was going to be like, oh, no, we're going to be here for like a couple hours. And shit's already like starting to loosen because we're all hanging from these webs. Right. And, and I was waiting for that because that could be a little bit interesting. But instead, it's just like, oh, no, OK, yeah, just right now. It happens pretty frequently, actually. We're all fine. I don't know if this was a weird episode. It was a real weird episode. Interesting ideas. Probably the worst episode yet. Uh, and why didn't we see spider eagles? How can you say spider eagles are creatures in your world? We're going to go to their nest and there's none of them to be found. What? I don't know. I don't know. Weird episode. Uh, episode seven. Uh, it, it's nice and casual where we, we meet the, uh, head of the selection committee some more. And we also meet beans who's, he's just a green bean man. That, that's all. That's who he is. Yeah, on um, the subject of the spider eagles, my guy. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it it it's not. They're not in the manga either. Uh, they are. Then why? They are in the uh, uh, 1999 adaptation, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you don't want to bother seeing them. They are very disappointing. <laughs> what the fuck? Then why? <laughs> the the point. The out. point was not to uh, fight a strange monster. The point was to understand an environment and uh, get a thing that wasn't monster, like related but to the monster. There wasn't understanding of the environment. It was just rush in and oh, thank goodness it works out anyway. The, like there were lots of what directions they could have gone with this. They had an interesting setup twice, both like interesting setup with the pigs, interesting setup with the eggs, but neither of them went anywhere. It's like, all right, you had interesting foundations. And then they're like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but we didn't, <laughs> you didn't do anything. You like, you hyped it up and then you just said, let's move on. <laughs> uh, very weird. Episode six, sort of trash. Uh, and probably you could just probably straight up skip it. You'll like a few irrelevant faces will be gone. I 
genuinely can't think of anything important that happens in episode six at all. Uh, but we meet uh, the head and beans. Tanpa tries to encourage some characters not to sleep on the blimp as it's carrying all of them to the next location because he's like, what if there's another challenge? But he actually just wants them to be exhausted. But also, like, he's sort of right. It could be another challenge. Like, he he's saying it maliciously, but he's got a good point, though. <laughs> uh, we learn more about Killer's family of assassins, all that fun stuff, before uh, the, the head of selection shows up to uh, Killer and Gone and is like, hey, let's play a game together. Uh, you two just need to steal this ball from me. And if you can steal the ball, you become a hunter automatically. And so they they both try. Uh, Killer uses uh, some of his abilities to try and make it work, uh, but they don't succeed. They realize that he hasn't even been using like his entire right side to block against them. Uh, and so Gone is like, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to get him to use his right hand. And Killer's like, it's a bit of a waste of time. Uh, so Killer leaves. Um, I don't know fully what's up with Killer's character. Um, because, like, I, I can vibe with the juxtaposition between, like, very childlike but also, like, trained assassin. But there's times where he gets super serious that make less sense. And this is sort of one of them. Uh, other than this, it's like, usually they do a pretty good job of balancing it. But this was a weird instance. Uh, nonetheless, Gon is able to get... Uh, get him to use his right hand and feels victorious and then passes the fuck out. Uh, episode eight, we start our next challenge, baby, and it's the Trick Tower. It's this gigantic tower. Everyone starts on the top and you need to get to the bottom of the tower in three days. A uh, rock climber, climber starts to just climb down before uh, beasts just carry him the fuck away. So that's not an option. Uh, people find some secret doors and the secret doors all have different paths. Uh, and so... The main crew is like, all right, well, let's, we found some secret doors. Let's jump down these, uh, and we, we have to go our separate ways. But actually, it all leads to the same place for them. And it turns out they need a fifth member, but then it'll be majority rules. Everyone will vote on decisions, and uh, it'll move from there, which I, okay, totally vibe with this idea. Uh, and the, the fifth member, well, gosh darn it, it's Tonpa, the rookie crusher, who's still around. Uh, and he's on the team, and of course, he just wants to fuck shit up. He just wants to mess the team up, right? Uh, which I'm like, okay, sort of interesting. I like where it's going. Let's see where it goes. Because, of course, they, they sort of recognize, okay, Tanpa, even if Tanpa tries to fuck us up, right? Majority rules so we can outvote him. And I was like, yeah, so how are they gonna get around this? And at multiple points, it's implied, like, Tanpa's trying to manipulate Leo a little bit, right? And get under his skin. But for the most part, it's irrelevant. Once again, it's like a neat idea. Oh, where is this going to go? And it's mostly just forgotten about, uh, which like, all right, unfortunate. Uh, they, they do some meaningless, like, all right, left or right. Cool. Uh, and then they get to an arena. All right. They get to an arena and they have to compete in a set of five games versus five uh, super wanted criminals. And the wanted criminals, they all just want to delay the time, right? Uh, and majority rules, so there five games. If you win three, you get to move on. If you lose three, then you lose. You're, you're done for. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, now, here's the deal. This sounds really interesting. And at times, this is going... I'm going to compliment a few things they do here. But also... It's a lot worse than it should be, unfortunately. 
because, all right, wow, five unique challenges, five different matchups. We start, right, where this big buff dude, he's like, all right, we're going to do a death match. And uh, to everyone's surprise, Tanpa, the rookie crusher, the one who's been sabotaging, he's like, I'll go first. You guys obviously don't want me to be the tiebreaker because you don't trust me. So I'll go first. And I was like, oh, Tampa could like really fuck with them by just w w like whatever this challenge is going to be by just not doing anything, by wasting everyone's time, right? Um, that's not where it goes, which is fine, I guess. Um, but they go a lot simpler way, which also sort of works. It's in character, at least. Where, all right, it's going to be a death match. And the guy's like, all right, let's get ready to fight. And then Tampa immediately is like, I forfeit. I give up. Uh, so that's a loss for our crew. It's a loss for our crew, uh, but at least it didn't waste a lot of time. Uh, so they're like, you know, it's not the worst it could have been, but also, Tampa, you're an asshole. Uh, and next up is going to be Gon. Gon shows up as we go into episode nine, and he plays against another prisoner, and the prisoner brings out some candles and is like, look, I'm not fast, or, and you're not smart. Any challenge would be unfair. I got two candles here. Let's light them both, and then whichever one goes out first. And it's like an obvious time waster, but you know, uh, it... And, and the character's like, all right, something's up. There's a tall candle and a short candle. So obviously you would want to choose the tall candle because it would go out, it, it would run out s slower um, than the short candle and then you'd win. But it could be sabotaged. So maybe you choose the short one. And they think about it, but then they're like, we don't want to waste time figuring this out because we're set limited on time. So let's just have Gon make a quick decision. Gon's like, ah, the tall one because it's bigger. Um... And it starts out, but it turns out that it was sabotaged, not because uh, the prisoner was, like, playing 5D mind games, which I would have been a bit annoyed with, to be honest with you. Because I always hate when it's like, ah, yes, I knew perfectly you would make that decision. Uh, it's always done so lazily, and we will see a bit of that later. But uh, it, 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 I, I liked how they did it, where it was like, it didn't matter which one you chose, I had extra candles that were sabotaged, and I just did a switch. Uh... And it's like, oh, that, once again, genuinely clever. This show has lots of good ideas. And this is an example. It works out. It's cool. And there's an updraft, so they have to keep, uh, they have to keep perfectly still, right? Otherwise, their candles would go out. But uh, Gon's candle starts going crazy uh, because there was gunpowder put on the wick. It's going wild, and it's going to run out very soon. But then Gon realizes, well, because it's going crazy now, right? Because he sabotaged it. It won't be affected by the wind, so I can go blow out the other guy's candle. And he does, and he wins. Real solid. So, so far, these challenges are going decent. The Tompa one uh, made sense, wasn't perfect, but it, it makes sense, and it, it's nice and interesting, advances things. The Gone one, you know, that from start to finish, creative and well done. It starts to get gradually worse from here, unfortunately. Uh, next up is Pikachu, right? Pikachu shows up. And it's like, all right, bring it on. And he's against a big blue boy. Uh, big blue boy wants a, another death match, which immediately disappointed me <laughs> because it was like, oh, we started with a death match, then a weird handle game. Now what are we going to have? Oh, another death match. All right, cool. All right, that's, that's cool, I guess. Um, especially because like they say death match, but it's death match unless you forfeit, which isn't a death match. <laughs> that's just a match. <laughs> Look, I mean, it, technically, any match that we will has fight, a we will fight death, to the it? death. We will fight to the death unless either of us gives up. Uh, I mean, it's still so technically a death match because I mean, there's death involved. 
Potentially. <laughs> I guess. Um, it's sort of dumb. Uh, but and it's also I what was just most disappointing was that it was like, all right, we're also just gonna fight. And so I don't know. Okay, I guess like the first death match, they didn't actually fight. So I guess maybe now we'll see a cool fight. But no, um, because Big Blue Boy he just wants to intimidate Pikachu to give up, and he lies and says that he's a member of the Phantom Troop, which is the thing that killed uh Pikachu's family and whatnot. So uh Pikachu gets the anime eyes and uh immediately slams. Uh, Big Blue Boy, uh, before Big Blue Boy gets slammed down. And this is important. He gets picked up, like, sort of choked out. He's like, oh, please, no, no, I forfeit. And then he gets slammed to the ground. All right? We're all on the same page here. He forfeits, he loses, he gets slammed to the fucking ground. Awesome. Uh, Leo's getting ready to go next, but uh, his competitor is like, oh, no, we can't compete yet because their match isn't over. And everyone's like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, um, uh, Big Blue Boy isn't dead yet right? And he didn't forfeit. What? So I, I, I was like gaslighting myself at this point, right? I went back to episode nine to double check that I was not fucking crazy. He does in fact forfeit. He, at the end of episode nine, he forfeits. At the start of episode 10, they're like, well, he didn't forfeit. So what can we do? And everyone's like, ah, shame. What? What the fuck am I missing here, Sean? Cause. Uh, give me one second because that does sound odd to me. Okay, yeah, no, that is definitely an added line that they put in the anime version for no goddamn reason. Because <laughs> literally, I'll tell you what happens at the manga. I know it doesn't matter, but it matters to me because, like, I probably did not notice this when I was doing my rewatch uh, because I've read the manga so many times. Uh, but literally, like, Blue Dude doesn't get a, a chance to really say, he doesn't say the words, I'll surrender. He's just like, hey, wait, wait, wait. And then immediately gets pile-drived into the ground. Whereas, like, this, I don't... And it should be noted, apparently, because this bothered me, it, it, this happened in both the sub and the dub of the adaptation, right? Yeah. It happened in both. Yes. It's universal. He forfeits. And then they're just all like, no, he did <laughs> Which is sort of a major fuck-up. <laughs> like, if, yeah. if you fuck up in a meaningless line. But this is, like, very relevant to what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, like I, like I. Hold on, I'm reading a. I'm gonna check the official like translation as well, real quick, just to be safe of the manga. Because like, yeah, the fact that they left this in the anime is really fucked. Because I think what they're going for is that like he gets interrupted before he. That's exactly what they're going for. Yeah. But he does just say it. He doesn't. He says it, and then he gets slammed. Yeah, no. Like the way I've checked like three different translations right now, and it's all it's always supposed to be like he gets interrupted. Uh, but because of the pacing of the animation, he gets the full fucking word out and then gets slammed. <laughs> that, that is a serious error, and I cannot believe I've never noticed that to now, till now. Yeah, so that fucked me up a little bit, and I spent way too much time being like, am I the crazy No, one? no, no, you're, you're not crazy. Like, that's a major fuck-up on the anime side. Now I'm curious if they do that in the 1999 version. <laughs> it would be so funny if they did Hunter, um, Hunter I'm gonna look this up but you're more than welcome to continue <laughs> <laughs> Alright uh, So yeah that it's real weird But moving on from that disparity uh, They're like alright Pikachu Just go kill him then uh, And Pikachu's like nah I won't We had a duel I was victorious I shall not kill him which is weird, because, like, he did agree to a death match, so, like, you were ready to kill him, and if, lore-wise, he didn't 
forfeit and it's a death match. Like, I understand once again what they're going for. I don't think it works in this case. Uh, Leo gets frustrated uh, and it's just like, ah, son of a bitch. Um, we get to see some other stuff going on. Um, magician, uh, he, he's moving forward. He ends up fighting. Uh, if, if I caught this right, which I may have not, I think he fights a former examiner that he tried to kill last time he did it, which was why he uh, didn't move through. So he actually fights them and does kill them this time. Um, and he moves forward and uh, he's the first one, magician, first one to get out in just three hours. Um, and, and some other people uh, get out soon after that. Hellraiser, second, ninjas, third. Um, Goretta, who I've yet to mention because I don't know how to describe them in any way. Uh, they get fourth. <laughs> I've, I, I have no simple way of describing Goretta. Goretta is just Goretta. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I would describe them as like, like Shakespearean bard almost is a good way of describing. Them. Maybe. Yeah, that might be, that might Yeah, work. Cause they've got like, they've got like the floppy hat. They've got the uh, Victorian collar and they've got like a poofy outfit. Yeah. So, uh, so they, back, back to like the five on five game, right? Uh, Pikachu versus blue guy. It's ended ambiguously. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, I guess actually we can start the next game. Um, so one of the prisoners is like, all right, let, let's play Leo. In fact, let's bet. Is, is he alive or is he dead? Right. Uh, because Leo's like, ah, uh, he's fucking dead, dude. He's obviously dead. He hasn't been moving in so long. And so, uh, the prisoner's like, all right, yeah, let's, let's make a bet on it. I'll tell you what, uh, we will bet time. Uh, we'll do a little gambling. We'll bet time. Okay. Thank Hey, we're, we're doing another thing. That's not a death match. Thank God. Uh, so they're betting time and it's like, all right, we'll bet, uh, 50 hours on your end, right? So if you lose, you guys lose 50 hours of your 72-hour time limit. Uh, if we lose, we'll be in prison for 50 more years, which sort of feels like it doesn't matter. Like, like if I'm Leo, I'm like, why do I care if you're in prison longer? <laughs> like, that doesn't... How about just our time would get advanced by 50 hours or something? Like, I don't give a shit. Well, about, I'm just trying to be a hunter. Well, it's because the more time that the prisoners waste, the more time they get off their sentence. No, I know why the prisoner is doing this, right? right? But it's like, okay, so if I lose, right, I lose 50 hours of my 72 hours. If I win, I'm not gaining anything from this gamble. You guys go to prison longer. Why do I give a shit? And I think they right. also gain so, more so, time to their time limit as well. I've... No, that I don't think that was no I, that was not explicitly stated. It was just you, you guys will lose fifty hours or we will gain fifty years. It was I, I I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it never explicitly states that they would gain fifty hours if they had won. Uh, we, it, yeah. Once again, just a, we we're in the midst of just a lot of really weird creative choices that sometimes like in the candle thing that was great i loved it here it's a little bit weird um but we we get to see leo be real smart right here because it's like all right we're betting on whether blue boy is alive or dead and at the last second uh she's like all right bet alive or dead i'll let you set to the wager and make uh your decision and he's like okay i bet 10 of my 50 that he's alive and they're like oh why why'd you change your mind and he's like well it's simple because either uh, I win, or if he's dead, we get the point for Pikachu killing him. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay, fair enough, reasonable. And it turns out he is alive, and it's like, okay. So he sets the next challenge, and he's like, okay, it's that 
uh, he's unconscious. And it's, she's like, oh, yeah, he, he's unconscious. That's, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So points go that way. And then she's like, uh, they, they continue. And then she's like, they, they, they do the same thing, right? And he's like, okay, I don't think he's unconscious, actually. And I'll demonstrate that by carrying his supposedly unconscious body. And I'm going to throw it off the edge into the abyss. Uh, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, but Blue Boy, he wakes up showing that he wasn't unconscious. So Leo gets the points. Um, and then you'd think like, okay, so do Pikachu and Blue Boy now have to continue doing anything? But like, no, they're like, okay, he's awake. So Pikachu officially defeats him, which like, I know he already surrendered, <laughs> but, but y'all are pretending he didn't. <laughs> so why are we moving on from that now? I don't know. But Pikachu gets his point because Blue Boy is awake or something. I don't know what's fully happening anymore. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the odds are stacked against Leo, uh, 80 to 20. Uh, and then there, there's like one gamble because there's like one gamble where it's like, oh, hey, am I the, the girl's like, am I a man or a woman? And and he's like, how, how will I know? And she's like, I'll let you test my body. Hey, we have another woman and immediately being very sexualized. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Don't you love it? We have mom, grandma, sex figure, sex figure. That that is. Uh, don't forget the old lady at the in the city. Oh, we do have another grandma. We have mom, grandma, grandma, uh, and one of sex figure, sex figure, and one of the uh, one of the uh, shape shifting monsters was also female. Oh damn! You're oh man. There's so many women actually. <laughs> uh... Look, I'm just covering my bases. I don't want I don't want any emails. I'm covering my bases. <laughs> and, and later on. Uh, uh, a, the girl who's working on the boat, um, ba- basically, uh, you, you can imagine as, uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, I'm thinking of, like, for airplanes. Flight attendant? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's sort of like a flight attendant dealio, but on a boat. Mm. Uh, uh, which, you know, hey, a nice traditional female role for that woman later, too. Uh, it, it, once again, I'm not gonna harp on it anymore, but the female representation is pretty ass here. Um, maybe it gets better. Sure. Okay. But in the first seven hours, it's bad. <laughs> uh, continuing on. Uh, then they play. Uh, so he gets it wrong and he gets to test her body. Uh, and he just feels her up and shit and he's horny. Uh, then I mean, they he's play. 19, you know. Uh, sure. Uh, it's, it, it's a bad excuse, but like teenagers will be teenagers. So this shit's allowed, right? Him feeling uh, a girl all up. But you can't have a frog shit out children. Absolutely not. Where are the standards? The standards are frog shitting out children. (laughs) That's, I've said it a thousand times. That's the ceiling, my guy. Where where is frog shitting children simulator 2022? That's my That is not something you should ask for. That is categorically not on the agenda. <laughs> the actual fuck, Ram. <laughs> uh, anyway, they play rock paper scissors, and hey, you know the bullshit trope that I railed against and compliment them for not doing in the candle thing, mm-hmm. where it's like bullshit, not real psychology, read your fucking mind, nonsense. They do that with the rock paper scissors, so she's able to dominate them, and it's not even just her being like super smart about it. Like, Pikachu is also like, oh, well, obviously, this is how people play, always play rock, paper, scissors. Um, I don't, it was dumb and bad. Anyway, Leo loses. I don't know, man. That's, Alicia, that's, that, you're saying a lot coming from a guy who has lost uh, twice on the podcast of rock, paper, scissors against me. 
Uh, that that that's true, but that's just because my rock solid strategy uh, can, if you figure it out, can be. If we figure it out, my God, Remington, your strategy but, is a meme. But it's it's because it's because you know you know me. You understand that I'm seduced by the joke. They they're talking general principles here. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. So he will he will choose rock because he doesn't want to feel open and vulnerable. Uh, and it, I don't. I it's really dumb and stupid, and I hate when shows do this. And once again, they avoided it so well with the candle. Why'd they do it here? Anyway, uh, so finally we get Assassin for the final one, right? Two, two. Uh, Assassin gets set up, and uh, turns out that it, the Assassin is going against a notorious serial killer. I love how you killed, stopped calling uh, him killer and have just evolved to Assassin, which is like... It's all the same, It's a dude. much it's harder word to say, I feel. Uh, yeah, but we all know who I'm talking about. Um, Considering there are multiple that's all Assassins matters. in the show, it's... You know, yeah, but I'm talking about Assassin Kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so I'll, I'll for I'll keep saying killer. So Kiril, killer versus uh, serial killer, uh, and oh, it's a death match again. And it's like I was interested because they posted it as like, oh, these prisoners they have meticulous plans on how to waste your time, and it's like three of their plans are just to do a death match. And that's the whole plan. One of their plans is to rush through a candle game, and another one's plans is to gamble at a normal pace. None of that has to do. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think this show understands the words that it says. Like this show will say something, and then forget about it because it had another idea, and it had a neat idea. But I'm still waiting for the last idea to get any payoff, and it doesn't. Anyway, so, a uh, deathmatch. Uh, let's see how this goes. And, uh, Killer immediately Kalimaz, that motherfucker, just rips out his heart, insta-win. Alright, cool, that's it. Um, so we had three deathmatches, none of which were fight scenes. Um, a clever candle thing that I liked. A gambling thing that had decent moments at times. And then some bullshit. Gah! <laughs> So, uh, I assumed that they would just be like, okay, minus 50 hours for your time. Uh, but instead, they're like, actually, go into a room for 50 hours and wait. And I was like, oh, okay, so are we going to have, like, maybe Tanpa will really get in the head of Leo or something, right? And there's a moment where it's implied that that's sort of happening, right? They're sort of at each other's throats. Still doesn't go anywhere. And there's not really... And I was like, maybe this will be a moment for either, like, interpersonal drama, tension... Or, like, bonding moments. And there's, like, a little bit of bonding between Gon and Killer. A little bit of tension between Tanpa and Leo. Pikachu reads books. And then they spend way too much time doing that. Uh, and it's like, okay. that That's an anime pacing issue. It yeah, especially because, alright, so we spend too much time over there. And then they get let out. And I'm like, alright, let's see what's next. And then we get a montage cutting between, like quick still images of like then they did this wacky thing this wacky thing this wacky thing all right now they just have one hour left what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like i understand they want this to feel like a buzzer beater right i get it i understand you didn't need to waste the viewer's time on doing nothing for the 50 hours in there only to then montage things that are actually happening let, let, me, <laughs> like, let me put it this way 
the only reason we couldn't skip this episode was because of the stuff in like the last five minutes of the episode. That's the only reason. I didn't have the heart to tell you. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah. Because like this is this is classic padding that a lot of also another thing from all of the people who have already made it out, right? They're just they have to wait still for the 72 hours in the 50 hour chamber. Our protagonists are they have like food and water and they have the like they have the hookup. They have television. Uh, meanwhile, everybody who made it out, they don't get shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. They haven't Like, oh, I made it out, and now I just have to continue waiting for 70 hours with no food or water, I guess. <laughs> I Hunter Hunter is a very creative show. I don't think it's a very thoughtful show. Um, and I, we'll get to, like, my final thesis statement very soon, because we're, we're nearing the end. But anyway, they wait 50 hours. We have a quick montage. There's one hour left. Uh, and it's like, all right, final challenge. There's two paths, right? Um, one of them, all five people can go down, but it takes a minimum 45 hours to get through. The other one takes only three minutes, but only three people can can go through. Make your decision now. And there's a little bit of tension. What's going to happen, right? Um, and Tanpa's like, obviously, Leo should be left behind because he cost us the 50 hours or whatever. Uh, and him, him suggesting that in that moment, that is the whole payoff for all of the tension between these two characters. Literally, like, that sentence, it's the entire payoff for what I thought they were building up to for multiple episodes. And it's not like everybody's like, yeah, you know what, Leo's been a little bitch. They're just like, nah, what if we didn't? <laughs> uh, and then it's like, okay, so are we going to see what happens? No, they they really want this artificial buzzer beater, right? So it's not the case where we're watching this being like, oh, the time's running down. They need to make a decision fast. In, uh, and then we watch and we're like, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? No, instead we do a, a quick skip to where it's like, all right, there's only three minutes left. Are they going to make it? And and it's not even the perspective of the main characters anymore. It's everybody waiting, right? And it's like, okay, so one, obviously people are going to make it. And then two, this isn't like the buzzer reader because it's not like, oh shit, time's taken down it was just like oh okay no it's time's about to be up now and they made it and yeah they all make it because they voted to go down the long path but then dig through the wall between them i guess sure uh interesting ideas very poorly executed uh and then uh the we we get introduced to the next bit is going to be uh hunters and hunted everybody's going to be assigned someone that they're hunting and they're going to be hunted uh, they draw randomly, they go on a boat, um, we watch Gon practice a little bit, and Goretta is, the bard is watching Gon, uh, and Gon has to target the magician, and that, that's all of episode 14. And there we are. It was an experience, Sean. <laughs> Here is what I think, and I, I would, well, let me give some notes. First, I thought the characters were okay, and in some cases good. I, Usually I would have, I, I don't think they, any of them were like tremendous, but I thought the characters were on average fine and, and often pretty good. I thought that the dynamics between the characters were actually solid. I thought it did character relationships quite well most of the time, which is something I often critique. Uh, once again, lots of creative ideas, uh, even if the execution was often flawed and they would throw it away after the initial idea. Uh, I think depth is sorely lacking in just about every area. My sort of conclusion about Hunter Hunter, and this is a note I've given before, and I've meant it more negative 
before when I've said this. This is like the most complimentary version of this point that I'm about to make. I think Hunter x Hunter is a phenomenal show for 12-year-olds. If you are Gon's age, right? This show is like, it's got a lot going on. A lot of new ideas, a lot of, uh, lots of uh, new characters being introduced left and right, right? And if you're young, you probably won't be super aware when they don't pay off something they've been trying to build up, or if they build foundations and then just forget about it, right? You probably won't care that much because you're just here for the next new thing. Uh, if, if you're young, I think this is, like, a really solid show. Uh, and I, I mean that. Like, I think this is, like, a, other than the weird sexual bits, and perhaps it's too intense with the casual violence at times, but besides those points, it's, like, a, a really, really good kids show. I know you mean that in a good way. Because I know you as a person, Rem. I unironically, like, before, I've, I've done it as sort of a backhanded thing. This one, it's not even meant to be backhanded. This is, this is very sincere. I think it's a really solid kids show. I think that if, like, we haven't really had much interesting action or drama. We've had, like, moments of really creative ideas, but not great payoff. I feel like I just want to take the, the creators of this adaptation, right? Adaptation. And I want to be like, hey, calm down. <laughs> Take a moment. Maybe, maybe get a whiteboard. Maybe get a whiteboard. Just so you can keep track of everything you've said and everything you're trying to build up to. Because <laughs> I really just feel like they forget because they think of something else that's pretty neat. And then they sort of go in that direction, but then they come up with another neat idea. And once again, there's lots of neat ideas here. I loved seeing, like, whatever came next. Even if, once again, I was rarely invested w what was going on in the present. I, I'm going to say this, because as somebody who's been following it since the 2011 anime adaptation, I will say, uh, the it's the main reason, I think I mentioned it in part one of the podcast, but I cannot recall because uh, uh, behind-the-scenes little thing, uh, it's been a while uh, since we yeah. recorded that part. and. I think I'll say it again just to be safe. Uh, the main reason I've hesitated to show Rem Hunter Hunter is because of, like, I I know exactly how this was going to go. <laughs> because I know exactly every single criticism uh, you've uh, pointed out and how it is difficult for... Early Hunter Hunter is confused in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, and let me say, let me say, I thought... It was better than I expected, right? I would say, quality-wise, I'm probably giving it around a 5 out of 10, which y'all may be angry about, but, like, that's a surprisingly good result for something like this. Um, for a traditional shonen, and when you're the person reviewing it is Remington for Chase, me, yeah, no, that's... My, my, like, enjoyment rating would probably be a, a, closer to a 4 out of 10, uh, but still, I was expecting, like, to be rating this a uh, 2 or a 3 out of 10. It is genuinely better than I thought it would, even if I still wouldn't label it as good. <laughs> Let me just reiterate, we have covered the absolute weakest portion of the entire series. <laughs> yeah. Which is saying something, because there's well over 300 chapters of this manga, Rem. <laughs> Uh, and it's theoretically still ongoing, which is the main reason we're we're doing it now uh, rather than later, because uh, we got announced uh, four new chapters yep, this year, yep. uh, which is a big fucking deal, because 
you know, it's been four years since the the anime, like, sorry, the manga had a chapter. Uh, but that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing is it starts off as a very traditional shonen affair with some fun ideas and, and, and uh, interesting characters and dynamics, but not so, like, well executed and interesting that Mr. Remington Chase is going to... Uh, be singing its praises like every other fan of shonen manga uh, inevitably does with the series. And even uh, I've seen a lot of people reviewing it recently, uh, not just because of the new announcement, but just because of, hey, people have been recommending this manga to non-manga readers for ages. And a lot of them are coming out singing praises after this first arc ends. Because everything from the end of this arc onwards is really where it starts to hit its stride the magic system gets introduced it gets much darker and much more interesting it's just so hard to get through the first part if you're is uh if your tastes are similar to remington chases is the way i will describe it (laughs) because (laughs) like me personally i enjoy the early stuff in the manga and a lot of the stuff in the anime adaptation as well uh so much so that I'm willing to overlook a lot of the uh, grievances that my co-host has aired. That's the tricky thing, because I like anime but as, as a default, whereas he doesn't. That's the tricky thing. And hey, y'all, we're over 200 episodes into this, and I just re-explained the premise of our fucking podcast. You're welcome, I'm so proud in of you. case you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's what makes this such an interesting uh, manga slash anime to talk about with you, Rem, because... I knew how it was going to go from the beginning. Yeah, yes, we still had to do it. We still had to do it. <laughs> yup. Uh, and and I'm just going to come out in front here and say, hey, y'all, I like this. If you have angry thoughts, direct them at Remington. <laughs> His points are valid as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just know that he hasn't... Let, he... Wait, let, let me say, let me say, anybody who loves Hunter Hunter and is really tempted to send me some hate mail right now, right? I just want to remind you of the I forfeit moment, and I just want you to ponder that and be like, okay, maybe, just maybe this show has its flaws. (laughs) Oh, it has so many flaws, guys. It has so many flaws. Trust me, I'm willing to admit that. Oh, God. But let me just just also follow it up with... Y'all, he hasn't gotten to Heaven's Arena or York New City. Like, those are the big ones. Like, that's that's where people really start to realize, hey, wait a minute, there's something here. Like, that that's the big <laughs> part. Just remember, he hasn't gotten there yet. We're still in the Hunter exam arc, which is a very long first arc. And I'm, I'm actually fine with it being this long. Like, I'm down with a long mm-hmm. uh, exam period. Uh, just the details. The big picture stuff, I'm pretty down with. The details? Details get better, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. No? Like, once Nen gets introduced, it's amazing. It's truly good. And, <laughs> yes, and yes, that is the name of the magic system. Is it, It's called Nen. Nice, easy, simple. Even you can remember that. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, that Hunter Hunter, man, it's very prominent. And I suppose I have to ask Rem, uh, any guesses on what the mal score for this one is? For the 2011 anime specifically? Oh god, like 8.3. 8.3? Man. Um it's rare for you to lowball it that low. Uh <laughs> if it's a fucking nine. Oh my god. Now you have to remember, Rem. Weebs! Rem, you have That's to mine. You have to remember. There are 148 <laughs> episodes of this anime. 
And <laughs> y'all are being blind. There are 140 episodes. I've seen 10 fucking percent. All right. I made it through 10% of the entire fucking thing. Guys. Guys. Yeah, with <laughs> 1.48 million uh, reviews on Mal. You nostalgic fuckers. Uh, Hunter Hunter, the 2011 version, is sitting at a stupidly high 9.05. It is currently the, the seventh highest rated anime on the what? list. Y'all are out of your mind! Y'all have lost it! No! I, I, I'm i gonna say it right now, I completely agree with you on this one, Rem. I don't think that, I like, I love the 2011 anime, I don't think it's 9 out of 10. I really don't. Especially now that I don't think it's the 7th best of all time. Yeah, although, to be fair, malpoliticking is a bit unfortunate, because, I mean, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2 is still number 4 on this list, so... God, I, weebs, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to have... I, I need to have a sit-down conversation with all of the weebs. Just all just of them. Just grab them all. All, all 1.5 million who gave this a rating. Uh, you just have to have a nice sit-down and chat with them. Uh, because, like, let me, no, let me just... Fireside. Let me just uh, st- break down the statistics for you real quick uh, on Hunter Hunter. Uh, because it is... This is not how statistics are supposed to work. Like, I don't know how much our audience, like, likes to think about statistics, but me and Rem, we dabble. We dabble in statistics because that's part of the podcast and uh, it mostly, like, how Mal defies it because people are strange. Uh, so... Is it, like, 70% 10 stars? It's not quite that ridiculous, thankfully. Okay. Uh, but yeah. just for frame of reference, uh, the people who gave it uh, between a 1 and uh five out of ten <laughs> just doing some quick maths in my head okay yeah no i won't even go that far yeah one and five out of ten approximately equals 1.5 percent of the reviews <laughs> uh feels good to finally be in the one percent you know <laughs> yeah like uh, you giving it a five rem puts you in the 0.8 percent which is <laughs> you know a thing uh and people who put it in like one to four i like I've and once again I've read all those this, this is one of the anime naysayers. that I'm separating I'm separating quality from my personal rating exactly uh I I put its quality a little higher than I would rate it uh but its quality is still just five out of ten yeah and six out of ten only two percent seven out of ten six point seven getting a bit higher eight <laughs> out of ten is seventeen percent oh, whereas no. the combined scores of nine and ten out of ten on Mal is a combined total of 72.5%. Which, y'all, Hunter Hunter's great. Don't get me wrong. I love the series deeply. But the 2011 anime by itself does not constitute a 9 or 10 out of 10. There are so many better shows out there that are worth that 9 or 10 out of 10. If you want to put it at a 9 because of your deep-seated emotional reason for it, fantastic. I don't think it breaches that 10 out of 10, like, from a purely logical review standpoint. Y'all, you guys are thinking too much with your hearts. You gotta gotta use your brain sometimes. I love it, too. Don't get me wrong. But even I wouldn't go higher than... Ah, uh, man. It's, it's at its best points. I would say it's a 7.8 or an 8 at most. But that's because I love this shit. Rem's opinion is fair. See, and I, I hear your rating, and I'm like, okay, that that is, like, what I would expect from... The generally biased sweep. Like, I can accept that. That's what I've grown... I'm like, yeah. That is... That is 
not correct, but I get. Hey, 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 hold on. Hold the fuck on, sir. I just got done defending your ass against the horde of angry otaku and weebs out there for what you rated one of the most popular manga and anime of all time, and you immediately come back and just say, yeah, but you're a dumbass. How can you do that to me, Rem? I defended you. Sean, Sean, Sean. There is a way that I would rate it 8 out of 10. If that frog shit out the joke. <laughs> I, 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 he had the laxatives. The frog should have shit him out. Those are facts. It's not me. It's the science. Hey, Rem, right? would you like to discuss fucking biological science with me real quick? Because I will do that right the fuck now. You know how long it <laughs> yeah. takes? For, like, even with laxatives, for fresh food in your stomach to make it through your system, it takes a long-ass time, my guy. Ah, so so they should have stayed in the frog for longer and then been shit out. Follow-up statement to refute that. If you (laughs) eat laxatives and you still have something nasty in your stomach, there's a good chance you're gonna have an upset stomach. And what do people do when they have an upset stomach, Rem? They fucking puke! And guess what? It hadn't di- it wasn't digesting them yet. Th- that's irrelevant. But oh, then you can't fucking bring up the laxatives as like saying that it would shit them out as opposed to <laughs> puking them out. That's not yeah. Rem, no. <laughs> there will be no frog shitting in any shonen series. Mark my fucking words. It's frog puke or nothing. Hey, hey, hey listeners, listeners, if. There is a frog shitting in any anime. <laughs> Please email us at uh, animaticcontacts at gmail.com with the subject line frog shitter. Uh, if it shits children, even better. <laughs> so uh, that's a hell of a line. That is. Rem, all laxatives do encourage you to shit, does not help you digest children faster. I, I'll know. I'm just looking for a shitting frog. It doesn't need to be a laxative frog, laxatives that have caused the frog to shit, but bonus points. I I need a fucking drink. <laughs> We're crowdsourcing. This is We're not what we should be using our anime. influence to do, right? <laughs> this is not... Like, like if we're going to crowdsource, we should do it for, like, a noble cause or at least something that, you know, at least makes people happy. The only thing that this serves to do is make me unhappy. And I don't think that's a good cause to back, and I don't think it's something that exists. Like, you're sending people on a wild fucking goose chase. I've seen lots of anime in my time, Excuse me, I resent that. It's a wild frog chase. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I hate that this is what makes me the most angry about this review. Not like your opinions on, on the anime or manga as a whole. But this fucking argument right here, this is what's really tilting me. Because na- ha- I'm still getting turtly enough for the turtly club me- messages, Rem. I don't need more, <laughs> yeah. like, amphibian it, it, it and should, reptile references. If, if, you, if you ever visit uh, twitch.tv slash anime out of context and Sean is streaming, uh, he loves it when you reference uh, Master of Disguise. Uh, so. I categorically do or not. Or Eggfest. Eggfest is another one he loves. Or Garfield's cart. Those are the three pillars. Mm, Man, you couldn't be more wrong, especially considering the fact that... (laughs) See, I love frogs. I love turtles. But these references are making me reconsider my opinions about some of my favorite animals, and this is really hurting (laughs) me deep inside. We've we've spent far too much time uh, on this topic. I feel like we just need to close it up. (sighs) 
So, Rem, is there any chance you'd like to watch some more Hunter Hunter with me? Mom loves frog shits out some kids. I'm gonna. F- Oh, Zen, I am Zen. (sighs) Thank you all so much for watching. If you enjoyed Rem tearing apart one of your childhood classics, then please head on over to wherever you get your uh, podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. They mean the world to us, and we do read every single one, even the bad ones. Uh, but we do like the five stars. The five stars is like... It's been a while since I've requested five stars specifically. But hey, you know what? If you think five stars is good, hit us with that five stars. Four stars? That's fine. But five stars. Like, if you want me and Remington to really love you deeply and personally, and that's not just influencer bait, five stars is a great way to go. <laughs> uh, especially since what I just had to put myself through. Uh... But if that is not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext where you can watch myself, Dylan, and Remington play video games incredibly poorly. But if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? And I, while you're starting that, I'm going to get a drink because I deserve it. <laughs> Uh, well, we'd like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who, uh, sure enough, are hunting us down mercilessly until the very end. Uh, on that list, we have Alex, Xanax, you crazy bastard city, I made it to finals week and will graduate in May, I truly had the power of God and anime on my side, yandere neko, you hear, why shown, why shan, walk me home gently, Wade, a shell? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Viva Pinata is my favorite anime, hell yeah. Tyler Worley, Trenton Farrell, Travis J. Humphrey, Totally God, Titan CNH, Tim Westy, The Susanator, That Film Guy, That Autistic and Furry Mega Weep from the Land of Tea and Crumpets, uh, Tetsuo13 says, Brace yourself, Beach OVAs are coming. Uh, sure, Sean, you can do better, he can do better, and don't call him Shirley Sean. Uh, so that guy got old, but I had fun while it lasted, so how are you guys doing having fun? I hope. Anywho, I'll talk to you later, I guess. Uh, Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict, who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Uh, Sean's Meow awakened something within me. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Dude, you speak for all of us. Uh, Sean punish Rem and make him watch Excel World. Uh, selling Rem's belly button fluff on Alibaba, PM me for details. Uh, School Days Inclanted for the field, Salty Pretzel. Sicano is coming to White Swords in soon. It's a six-year-old set. It's so outdated, you might as well bring a twig to a gun battle. Uh, Sadie Bartling, Ross Palmer, Rhiannon Williams, Remington Merrill. Rem gave me depression. Uh, <laughs> patiently waiting for Madoka Magica revisit so Rem can see where his predictions went. I, I made a lot of predictions there, didn't I? You don't remember I? any uh, oh of boy, them, though, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, I uh, oh boy, an ounce of serotonin. Don't mind if I do. Uh, no waifu, no laifu. Nick Harvey. Miska wrote it down for her, answers Miska, flummoxed by the unexpected appraisal of her handwriting. Mike the Mutilator. Mike J. Makeka Seven Hierto. Mexican Gone Freaks. Uh, Matthew Drum says Sean's a bitch. Matthias Rodas. Master Baker at Crumb Sluts Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Martin, Matto 2 Max, Lizzie Anthea. L- Lukio, King Rich Rock. Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Julian Garcia, Joshua Poor, Jose Melcher, or Josie Melcher, but I think Jose Melcher. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Jax, Jam Hands, I'm just here for Rem's insightful yet incorrect takes. It's my birthday, May 20th, so I'm now God and I'm taking over the podcast. 
Uh, happy birthday. Isis, but only for terrorizing birds. It's Rem's ass the cheesecake, because I'm starving. Iron-blooded orphan slaps. Uh, I'm lonely, so I watch anime. I want Rem to ruin Darling and the Franks for me. I guess you're on Keter duty. Hunter Davies. Hey, you, slob on my knob like corn on the cob. Then give me head like Rem in bed, do a moan. Uh, hey, Sean Rem, try to pronounce these compounds. Uh, one for dimethoxybenzene, tetrabutylammonium, bromide, acetylsalicylic acid. Uh, I think I did okay. Yeah, I mean, you uh, sounded you to... like a child trying to, like, uh, sound, like, say... I'm hooked on phonics, yeah, it's bitch. It's very hooked on uh... phonics. <laughs> but I think you got most of it, right? Uh, glory to the golden throne of Terra, all praise to the god emperor of mankind. Glenn Michael Dolan, fuck of love, fox and boy. Fern the Fern Fern. Father Soft Hands. Farmer Weebs, Adam Sandler, pickup line of the week. You're the girl of my dreams, and apparently I'm the man of yours. Uh, Farmer Weeb inspired me. Are you a fireplace? Because I want to put some wood in you. <laughs> <laughs> my god. Uh, that is so cursed. Uh, Fan Extreme Cobra, Epic Amy, Elite Knight. Drink milk to prevent wobbly bones. Not a conspiracy, but sort of a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> big big milk has has flummoxed all of you. It's bamboozled a lot of you. Uh, Creed thirteen, shy nine hundred, cheese monkey, cage in the house, Rockhard for Geo dudes, big blue bear boy, anime nosebleed, Elise Howard, and AJ Honey. Thank you all so much. And now we move on to uh, our boy wizard tier over in Hogwarts. Where, uh, everybody is going to get their own pet monster from Monster Hunter. Uh, see? It's relevant. Hunter. Um. Hey, Rem, have you ever played a Monster Hunter game? Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Alright, continue. Not a single one. All I know is that in the recent one or ones, you can be there for, like, two hours. Oh. On, like, one, one monster. Just... I mean... It's more complicated than that. Let, let me put it to you this way, Rem. Uh, man, Monster Hunter is fun when you're playing with friends. <laughs> but once you start grinding out body parts by yourself, it's just it's just a sad experience. <laughs> and fuck, Dylan's going to clip that and take that out of context. I'm fucked. Perfect. Uh, uh, warning, you're 799 episodes away. You get a pet Pyrantula. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get a pet... Kolvataroth. <laughs> it's a dragon, apparently. Um, stick meat. You get the great Macau. <laughs> Sean, I love you, but please stop basing po the podcast on uh, Gaguk. Uh, and I haven't done that. I think in years, or if I have, it's been subconsciously because there's only <laughs> so many anime to talk about in a season. And guess what? It should also be yeah. It, there's also a delay on our episodes usually, yeah. so it's like. Like, so, like... <laughs> Who knows? Maybe... Have you ever thought maybe they're stealing our episode? And they're one of the biggest anime content creators on YouTube. There's no fucking way. Uh, <laughs> like, their podcast is more popular than ours because of how famous everybody it is on it in the anime-verse. Uh, uh, nonetheless, they are getting a pet baggy. Uh, Rika is the best waifu. You get... The... Hypnocatrice. Uh... Rat Visa the Finish and the one who in the name of the Utah Invasion has landed in Florida like it's D-Day, uh, you get Shakalaka. Uh, Pocket Gamer 513, you get a lovely pet, Conchu. My Afro ate my dog. Your pet is... 
tiger stripe Zamtrios. You know, I, I love <laughs> uh, how these are pets when they are all like kaiju sized creatures. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, sometimes you need a little kaiju pet. Uh, like Momo the Griff, who has. Is, nothing about them is little, my guy. <laughs> Momo the Griff gets the Elder Frost Gameth, uh, which feels like it's just it's just a mammoth, but they call it a gameth. It's know, bigger man. and just stronger it and scarier. Yeah, just call it, but it's just call it a mammoth. Well, that's not fan- uh, <laughs> that's not fantasy enough, my guy. <laughs> just replace it with a G, okay? Uh, <laughs> Mike wants an Overlord review. You get Red Helm Arzuros. Miguel Delion, you get a pet Goldbeard Kedius. Maitawa says, first three arcs of Bakamonogatari is just eight episodes. You get a Latreon. Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. You get Yukonlos. Ibram want everyone to know that I suck and that I'm a girl and that I like ribbons in my hair and that I want to kiss all the boys. You get uh, Damio Hermitar. Uh, then Hinata's Well Sunshine, you get a pet Ramobra. Hey, that sounds like my name. Uh, Harrison. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just what Rem is uh, when he gets home after a long day of work and really wants to let the girls loose. I am, uh, I become a Ramobra. Uh, <laughs> it's real good. Uh, Harrison, you get a uh, Volvedon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make a combo. Go ahead, call the cops who won't unverge in the olive oil. You get Ketchawacha. Uh, gay as fuck, but without the fuck, because I'm ace, you get Gore Magala. Demon Ray 13, you get a pet Mufa. Uh, Beethoven 1201, you get the Grimclaw Tigrex. Uh, Antoy 4, you get Soulseer Mizutsune. All Father's facts are on hiatus for the foreseeable future because he ran out of facts and doesn't want to make Dylan do more work. You get uh, the absolutely fearsome Ruby Basarios. Aaron Hegland, you are going to get Narwa the All Mother. And uh, last but not least, we have two sections. I have to show you my Rule 34 of Yui. It's my favorite of my many folders. Who gets the Rachnoid? Uh, there you go. There are all of your lovely pets. Next, we move on to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, uh, where everybody is going to get. Uh, life advice from Sean oh, as Joey <laughs> Wheeler, but there's a twist. It's he's not just as Joey Wheeler, but also their crocodile hunter quotes that he will have Joey Wheeler plus Australian accent. Here we go. It's gonna be a masterpiece. Uh, I've given you a bunch of quotes from Steve Irwin, Sean. I expect Australian Joey Wheeler. Oh, and the, the, these are like hey, hey, uh, Rem, you're asking me yeah. to <laughs> do a character. All right, that's a fair yeah. thing. Uh, specifically yeah, yeah, Joey yeah. Wheeler, which is fine. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Joey Wheeler, he's got a very unique brogue, and uh, that makes it and manner of speaking that makes it very sen- makes a lot of sense. But now you want me to do Joey Wheeler trying to be Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's the kind of shit like actual voice actors struggle with. Yeah, like, yeah, I've watched Liam having, O'Brien I'm having you do it, <laughs> try to be bad at accents, and it is... Oh, no. It is... Oh, God. I'm very excited. Uh, you should uh, be. So, uh, Zero Two Waifu. Uh, wait, what life advice do they get, Sean? Oh, uh, I... <laughs> I don't... 
I don't want to do this to my boy Steve. <laughs> I love him too much. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right. So I gotta start with Joey Wheeler. Hey, yeah, forget it. Uh, fun fact. Uh, recently, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged dropped another episode, so you know it kind of refreshed it. Uh, what Joey Wheeler sounds like in my mind a bit, you know? Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, they're just at Australian. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's the tricky thing. <laughs> at Australian? Don't don't even prep for it. Just go. Uh, all right, start, here we go. Start a phrase. I'm just... gonna be Australian. Cracky dials are easy. <laughs> they try to kill an <laughs> People are harder. Sometimes they pretend to be your friend first. Oh God! Holy fuck! Oh my God! I, I can't. We have we have like twelve more. No! <laughs> Stop giving us so much money! <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Redneck Weeb returns thanks to Moonshine and Jiggle Physics. All right, Yooks, here goes another round. Uh, I have no fear of losing my life. I have to save a koala, or a crocodile, or a kangaroo, or a snake, mate. I will save it. Uh, Holy shit. Oh, God, that is such a sad line oh, in God, hindsight. I can't breathe. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, I can't breathe. All right. Uh, next up, we got Sean. We should watch Hellsinger Bridge next week. Hey, uh, Yogs. Uh, my job, my mission... <laughs> The reason I've been put on this planet is to save wildlife, and I thank you for coming with me. Yeah, let's get them. Oh, oh fucking hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is great life advice every, every bit. Uh, magic ice ball. Oh, God. Yogs, you're killing me here. Uh, you know you can touch a stick of dynamite. But if you touch a venomous snake, you'll turn around and bite you and kill you so fast it's not even funny. God, it's like, it's almost like I'm trying to purposefully do the worst, most offensive Australian accent I can. But I swear to God, it's me trying to mix Boston, like New York. I love this so much. Brooklyn style and uh, Australian. Next up, we have, I spend too much time playing Overwatch. Please help. Where I li- Oh, God, see, I was just doing Joey Wheeler. Hold on. All right, here we go. Hey, Yogs. <laughs> Where I live is- <laughs> If someone gives you a hug, it's from the hat. Oh, I'm so sorry. The, I'm so sorry uh, is me. That, that, that's me. Next up, we have- Do you not like the butt draw? I'm I'm fucking up my Joey because of the Australian that I'm hearing. This is your fault, Rem. Nobody else's. It's true. It's true. Um. All right, Yooks. Uh, when when I talk to the camera, mate, it's not like I'm talking to the camera, yeah. I'm talking to you because I want to whip you around and pluck you right there with me. Oh, uh, pluck me, daddy. Uh, plunk is uh, the word. Plunk me, daddy. Uh, next up, we have my dear old mom. Yeah, right. Here we go. Uh, I get called an adrenaline junkie every other minute, and I'm just fine with that. 
<laughs> Perfect, loving it. Uh, next up, we have Chelsea Nassbaum. Uh, if we save our royal, royal places, we will ultimately save ourselves. Man, you know, this Steve Irwin guy had some good quotes, but uh, I'm really fucking him up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, next we got Blood Cell, not the white one. The truth is that we will never save wildlife by killing it. What, what I love is there's just like, there's glimpses, like there's brief moments of like either a, a very brief good Joey Wheeler or a very brief good Australian, and then everything in between is a hot mess and I love it. Well, yeah, uh, because I'm trying up, to combine two accents, <laughs> Raven, that's not how accents work. Next up we have Anime Girl. Eh, uh, crikey means Jay Wiz. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And last but not least, going above and beyond, we got Dylan Hayden. Uh, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll work. Uh, I'm a proud Australian. A very, very proud Australian. Yeah, I'm gonna go fight Koiba. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of lost the thread there, but you know, I, I'm just doing my best here. You know what I'm trying to say? Holy shit. I hate you so much uh, right now. <laughs> and not so what uh, you've done. I, I'd like to thank everyone uh, so much for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com where, once again, we do read all of them, including all the ones that accuse us of not reading them. Yep, yeah, no, like, we see it. We see it. Don't worry. <laughs> we just don't, we, read we don't have infinite time. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, re responding is hard. Reading, easy. I can read 100 chapters of manga a day. One email takes, like, 20 seconds at, like, minimum. Yeah. Uh, but once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I am deeply sorry to all residents of like Brooklyn and the greater Australian area. I love you all very, very much, especially right now for what I've done. Uh, but as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> Man, it's fun when you're playing with friends. <laughs> but once you start grinding out body parts by yourself, it's just it's just a sad experience. How the fuck does a rainbow taste, Rem? Who is gross, Remington? I'm not gonna say you should be careful, but what I am gonna say is you should be careful. Oh, baby! And he can smell a huge shit brewing. <laughs>